We're live. It's my crazy intro. Welcome to the my name's Skip Clark, Skip Happens podcast host, along with Skip Happens podcast co-host Deb Lamphere, president and founder of the official country music fan club. This is the podcast that will bring you the stories. We will interview the incredible up-and-coming artists out of Music City. Also, we chat with the big stars and we talk about their journey to stardom. We also love talking to entrepreneurs. Not only that, it's people like you and I. That's all. And just remember, skip happens. So get over it. Let's get right to the podcast. And we're going to get right to it tonight. <laughs> What'd you think of that? Huh? I love that. That is kind of cool. Hey, uh, hello, everybody. It's Skip Clark. And of course, as the big guy said to me, uh, there's Deb Lamphere, the president and founder of the official country fan club. And uh, it's another great podcast tonight. Uh, we have all sorts of connections and one thing we can do while we're going through the pandemic and it's a great avenue for these artists to get out there and be seen by their fans and even maybe some new fans let's hope so is we can bring them on the podcast and tonight i want you all to say hi she's lovely she's talented the one and only tiffany wise tiffany how are you i'm great how are you we're doing wonderful you are where exactly are you right now and describe your surroundings a little bit I am in my home in Nashville. Okay. Are you like, and, down? oh, go ahead. Wait, what did you say? No, no, go ahead. You cut out, but go ahead. I got you now. Oh, no. I was saying that I'm in my home in Nashville. And like, as you can see, I still got my, oh, wait, that way, that way. My Christmas tree is still up. So oh, we're, we're still festive here. No, wait a minute. It's this way. There you go. Now you that got way. <laughs> I was going to comment on your Christmas tree. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, is that a fake? It's gotta be a thing. It is. It is. There's just not a lot of tree farms actually around mm. me. Oh. And then they don't do delivery around me. So it's hard for me to like my car I don't think would do well with the Christmas tree on top of the uh on top of the car. I think it'd be a Griswold situation. I was just gonna say if they could do it in Christmas vacation, I think you could do it. <laughs> Why, what, yeah. what kind of car do you drive? Is it a tiny one? Um well, I just got a really small, uh, like one of the miniature size, like Land Rovers. And so um, I did have a more of a coupe car and I got rid of that because it just was, I was, I just couldn't do the two door thing anymore. <laughs> like it was like, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I, people get in my car, you know, Land Rovers are awesome. So yeah, I just got myself a Kia uh, Telluride. So that oh. you know, and I had an explorer before, and the explorer was very similar to the Land Rover, and that's what mm -hmm. turned me on to the explorer. But you know, I lease them, so when the time was up, I just moved on to something different. So that's all. Yeah, good. that's always fun. Yeah, it is. It is. It's awesome. <laughs> so, um, how you doing? By the way, with all this pandemic stuff, I know we ask the uh, you know the artists all the time the same question, but we're talking to so many different artists, and everybody has a different answer. So, how are you doing? You know, overall. Good. Um, I go through like, like waves. So I'm back in the studio right now. So I'm really good because I get to do what I love. Mm. But when I'm not, and you know, I think a lot of artists and musicians are feeling the same way. We don't have a lot going on. So the least favorite thing for me is to be bored or not have mm -hmm. things to do. Like I go, I kind of go crazy and then I dive down rabbit holes on YouTube or something that probably isn't good for my mental health. Right. And then it just 
spirals out of control from there. But right now I'm good. And so that I can be grateful for. You know, I, I, Deb and I can probably say the same thing. You know, when we're not doing this podcast, it's like, it's like we're lost. We're not good. We're not good. And when I know that we're going to be doing a podcast, I get, yes, this is going to be awesome. And I get to go yeah. to the pod zone. And I know Deb's going to be on and we're just going to have a good time. It's just a whole different feeling. Well, it's weird. It's like when I'm not productive and I don't have things to do, I find myself veering off in other ways too. Like I won't eat as well or I won't like treat myself as well. So then you get, then you start feeling like like crappy just in general. Like you're you're you all over. And so then it's not motivating to try and do anything else so that you just continue to feel bad and then it's like it just spirals. So to have things to do and to be motivated for has helped quite a bit because then it puts you back in the routine. And I found that like being, I never thought I was a routine person until not having one. Exactly. Exactly. Well, yeah. a piece of chocolate. If you want. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, the candy dish, we have to fill it every day. And, uh, and I guess uh, maybe I should stop filling it, but anyways, um, yeah, it's going on. So where did you grow up, Tiffany? I grew up in Sacramento, California. Okay. So that's what you call home. That's what I call home. Um, I mean, I call home in the sense of that's where I'm from, but Nashville is totally home now. Um, that's just the second I had started visiting here, which was back in 2009. I just knew at some point I was going to be here. And I had this when I bought, you know, that one way ticket here to move here three years ago. When I landed, I had never felt more settled and just. Yeah. Like, this is exactly like, I didn't have, I didn't feel homesick. I think that upset my parents. I mm -hmm. never, I, I, I just didn't feel like I was missing something. I felt like what I was missing was what I now gained, which was being here. Mm -hmm. And the, what was weird about that is when I moved here from Sacramento, I left everything. I left, you know, my family, all my friends. I didn't know anybody except for a few select people that were on my team here. Mm -hmm. And I mean, uh -huh. I don't think they want to hang out with me or go grab a drink or something. So uh, I literally had, I started completely over from square one. So, and I wasn't worried about it. Like nothing about it made me sad or scared or worried. And, and that is such a telling thing for me is that I had so much just faith in that. And I felt settled and at peace and, and I haven't, ever gone back feeling like, like I made a mistake. I think I still think I've made the best decision of my life. You know, I think when we talked, uh, when you came through in the radio tour, I want to say that was over a year ago now. Um, if I remember correctly, uh, you were going to, your parents wanted you to be a criminal lawyer, attorney. Yeah. Lawyer. Yeah. And I, I mean, I wanted to, too, at some point when I didn't think that it was an option. Like I was just like, I mean, I love law. I studied um, political science mm -hmm. and it, I, I love politics, which I know bad subject, but I love politics. I love law. I love law. I like it. It really intrigues me. And, um, I think the idea of why I wanted to be a lawyer so badly was it's another form of being, uh, like on a stage in a sense right. and another way of performing. And so if I didn't think I could do music, then I wanted to be in front of an audience. I've always liked being in front of an audience. I've always liked connecting with people. Um, I did cheerleading growing up and I liked, I liked just being entertaining. I liked the entertaining aspect of it. So that's why I liked law because you were able to kind of put on a show in a, in a yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I see it all the time in the television shows. 
it's like, yeah. <laughs> a lot of it is a show. I'm just saying it, but uh, well, yeah, the way, you know, like, you know, very famous cases, like say OJ, like Johnny Cochran, how oh my gosh. that was a show. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I mean, it, he was an entertainer of the sorts. And it was you know, really in a way. captivating. Very, yeah. Yeah. Wow. How long have you been singing, Tiffany? Oh, my goodness. Four or five years old. Really? Is that when you, when did you do the uh, national anthem? You, I was just. I started doing that at five years old. Really? Wow. Yeah. And that was actually the first song I actually really um, learned in its entirety. Like, and I was so young at the time mm -hmm. because I had heard it from Leanne Rhymes when right. she did it right after she won Star Search. She did it for a football game and then she ended up putting it on a CD or and a cassette. Like, so I, my parents took me down to Tower Records and I bought the cassette and I put it in my little Walkman and that's all I listened to on repeat. And being the 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 child that I was, I wanted to just replicate it all the time. And I only moved Celine Dion and the national anthem by Leanne Rhymes. And that's what I thought existed in the music world, pretty much. <laughs> so basically when I realized that there was more to music than just patriotic music, it was, I mean, it opened up the doors. <laughs> it did. And um, let's talk about your music a little bit. Um, of course, your new single is Do Ya. And uh, which yeah. is hitting all town country radio right now. I know that for a fact. Hello. And um, a great, great song. But uh, you've had other songs leading up to that. Um, you've written most of those. And uh, am I correct by saying that? No, actually, you know what? It's funny if that if you don't mind me taking oh. the floor here to say a little bit about my story about well, right ahead. Um, what, what I do right now in Nashville that I'm actually really proud of. And I know a lot, of, it's such a scary topic because like a lot of people don't want to take on or um, give time to artists that cut songs that aren't written by them. And I know a lot of artists are scared to say they don't write a lot of their music. Mm -hmm. And while a lot of artists still don't, but they're just not as vocal about the fact that they don't. Right. And I like to broadcast the fact that it's okay to say that you are pitched songs because for mm -hmm. me, when I came to Nashville, I write and everything. Um, but I have actually never recorded and released a song yet that has been written by me. And I have a few reasons for that. One, I knew coming to Nashville that at the end of the day, it is, you get, you really do get one good first impression. And I know that's kind of a, that's like probably a taboo thing to probably say, but you do because people remember you. And I know in country music, it's all about the song. At the end of the day, it's the music. Uh, you can be a good person. You can be even a good singer. You can you can do it all. But if you don't have music that relates to people and hits them in a different way, then it's just never going to resonate with the majority, right? And for me, I I never wanted my ego to get into the way of this and think that I can do it all because Nashville is a community based first and foremost on songwriters and the songwriting community. And I respect that community wholeheartedly. I've never wanted to just go into a room with people and then kind of put tag my name on something and say like, oh, I'm a co-writer when really it, I, maybe I didn't contribute as much as other people in the room. And for me, it was more like, there are thousands and thousands of songs that you will probably never, ever, ever hear that are hits and deserve to be heard, but won't be heard because the artist didn't write it. And, I could even just, I could go on for hours to tell you how many 
writers there are in this community that have no interest in being an artist. Right, right. They weren't right. And so where does their work go? Just in a shell, in a shell, on a shelf to collect dust and, mm -hmm. and then they don't get to do what they love too. I think the writer needs the artist and the artist sometimes needs the writer and I need them just as yeah. much as they think they might need me or say Carrie Underwood. Like that, we need each other. It's a collaborative effort. Absolutely. And I kind of want to take work that maybe we'll never get the opportunity to get heard. And I want to make it heard. I want people to also know that I like to broadcast the fact that I'm actually not the writer of these things because it's important that the writers are acknowledged. I think that's something that actually we're not doing as much as we should because at the end of the day it is this is a songwriter community and a girl coming from California who's not from the South and is in country music, I like to make it very well known that I'm not trying to be something that I'm not. And right, right now I'm not releasing music that I've written myself because to be quite frank, the songs that I release are far better than the ones I've written. <laughs> and that's just well, everybody that. has their talents and they have their strengths. And if your strength is to bring that song to life, then mm -hmm. that's what is meant to be because the talent of the songwriter is to get those words down and the music to it so that you can bring it to life. Right. So. And I will never cut a song that does not hit me directly into my personal life or something that I've already been through. Mm -hmm. I, that, yeah. that is just something that I can, I know pretty much after 20 seconds of listening to something and I don't, I try not to, you know, pull the wool over anybody's eye. Like I'm pretty upfront when something just doesn't hit me. And cause at the end of the day, every artist, every musician, we didn't start out as the artist or the musician or the writer. We started out as a listener. That's how we all start and become a lover of music is we started out as a listener. And then we realized that this is something that we wanted to do. And I always see it kind of like actors and actresses in movies. They didn't write the script, mm -hmm. but let me tell you, they make you believe something and they hit you when you watch those movies and they make you cry. They make you laugh. And that's their job. And that's our job. That's my job. When I decide I'm going to cut a song, that's my job to make sure people feel something. Absolutely. So how do you find a song? I mean, like you said, there's thousands and thousands of songs out there. So do you, do you find that you migrate towards certain writers or do you? Absolutely. Um, I've okay. already cut five songs uh, from the same girl and Duya yeah. is actually uh, one of them. And mm -hmm. I, we, I've just found it. Her name is Sarah Hayes and um, oh, yeah. she just, there was something about her, and this is uh, going as far back as almost six years ago now, that I've been being pitched songs that are in her archive. And everything, I haven't heard one thing yet that I've disliked. If I could cut every single one of her songs, I would, but that might start to get creepy. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like she's writing these songs for me, but without knowing she's doing it. That's how much I connect with her style and her and um, just everything she, she does is just, it feels like it was almost meant waiting around for me. That's my cat, by the way. <laughs> oh, oh, oh no <laughs> Anything goes on our podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, fine. That's fine. How old is the cat? What's the cat's name? Uh, this is Cinderella and she is probably like five now. I think. Yeah. Uh, she is. She, like, she likes to be the center of attention. So we just let her. That's all right. That's all right. She's absolutely beautiful. How did you and Sarah uh, actually get to know each other? 
you know what is here is even a better weirder i've never met her really and i've wow. i would love I, really? I want i would love to just get into a room and just uh -huh. watch her do her thing and not even or even get the opportunity to write with her one day um she just uh, honestly she is totally the person that i just find like they say like you're like your spirit like like sister your animal like you're mm -hmm. like that's mm -hmm. she's like my soul sister in country music of writing and my songs like uh, i bought I really, honestly, if I could cut every single one of her songs, I would. And what's so weird is most of her songs are just sitting around. And I like to think that it's because they were waiting around for me. I think everything happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. And in not a lot of females in country music, which is so odd. And I had been coming to town and I was pitched so many songs. And I like, nothing's fitting. Because at the end of the day, even if it, I'm not cutting my, you know, my songs, I know who I am and what I want to say and what my sound is. I'm very confident in, in when I hear it, I know it. And I just wasn't nothing that was being to me. I was like, I'm not hearing anything that's that's me, that's Tiffany. Because at the end of the day, I don't I don't want to sound like anybody else. I want to be me. I want to make my own lane. And so when someone hears it, they go, "That's Tiffany." You know, that's the whole point of this is dividing. You know, creating your own lane. And nothing I heard was me. And then all of a sudden I got introduced to this, you know, the music of Sarah Hayes. And I said, that's me, that's Tiffany. And from there on, everything I've heard is, is it's so hard not to be like, yeah, put that on hold for me. That's what I want. That's me. And then everyone's probably thinking to themselves, my gosh, you got to stop monopolizing all these Sarah Hayes songs. But I really think like in a weird cosmic way that mm -hmm. like, her writing was meant to find me. Yeah, there's no doubt. So you guys, I mean, even though you've never met, you've must have had some sort of communication, whether it's a text or a phone or something along those lines. I I wish, Skip. Yeah, I you, really do. It's all it's all been through um, you know, the woman that I work with that pitches me songs and through her publisher, not even through wow. her directly. And I I mean that I mean that's another fun thing, I guess, for listeners and people to kind of get to know behind the scenes kind of stuff is yeah. that a lot of the time you don't have communication with these people and it's all through um, team mm -hmm. team members that are, are kind of handling this. And, and sometimes that's hard for me because I, I like to be in the know of everything that's going on with me and my, because I think that's the only way you can truly be successful is, you know, you, you can't just let people do things for you. You have to, it, and, or if someone knows how to do something better, at least know why they're doing it and sure. have an input on it. I think that's very, very important. And yeah, I've, I've actually never had any communication with Sarah Hayes other than once I reposted a, she uh, wrote Riot uh, for Rascal Flats. Okay. And I did a cover of that and she ended up liking the video on my Instagram, but that was it. Mm -hmm. I, have, I have actually heard of her and who knows, we've even met at one of our many trips in Nashville. But uh, when you mentioned Sarah Haynes, it was just like, oh, okay, I, I know that name. I know that. Man. Yeah, she's incredible. And I, I almost yeah. wish that, like, you know, I mean, it would be horrible for me because it would it'd be in all the music that I love. I wish she would just be an artist because she's just that incredible. Well, like you say, a lot of those writers don't want to be an artist. They want to stay and do what they're doing. And they're writing these songs. They're pitching them to the artist. And to be quite frank, they do very well at that. Right. Yeah, I totally. Yeah, because it is. I mean, I get a lot of people don't want the the limelight portion right. of it because there, there are definitely pros and certainly negatives to it. And, mm -hmm. um, but 
yeah, I mean, I've met so many writers that are just like, I just have no interest. And I don't know if that's their hey story or not. I think she did once dive down the pop world and tried to be an artist at some point. Uh-huh. But um, regardless, how do these songs get heard if artists just don't do them just because they say, I'm not a writer on it, so I'm not going to cut it. And I know there are bigger artists like, say, Jason Aldean, who doesn't write and he gets his stuff pitched to him. But I think at this at that point, when you're someone like of his you know, level, you have people who are specifically writing for him at that point, mm-hmm. you know, and versus, you know, just getting pitched songs. And I just like, I like finding the gems that have been written for years too. And being like, well, let's just mo- like make this a little bit more modern, modernize that up and bring it to the people and show them that mm-hmm. this town has so much to offer in the writing community. That's maybe not written by just the artists. Great story. This is, this is fantastic. And it's, um, you're right. A lot of people don't realize that when they hear a song on the radio, when I play a song on the radio, uh, chances are that artist did not write that song. It was pitched to them or they went looking for a song with a certain feel to it. And Mm -hmm. they just, as Deb said, they bring it to life and, uh, it's their job yeah, yeah, to make you like, not even question it, right? Like, I, you talk to people who are not close to the music industry. Like, I'll, I'll use my mom as an example. Okay. Um, she's going to introduce me to Celine Dion. And I've been to multiple, multiple concerts of hers. And my mom says that there's not even one part of the show where I listen to a song of hers and I go, oh, I've got to see who wrote that. Like I've got to get on my phone because it. I just think it's Celine because she made me feel like that's something she, that she went through or like that was her job. She that's you know I I don't ever go back home and go, huh? You know, and that's why I kind of want to kind of poke a hole in that a little bit while me entering the scene. And yes, people shouldn't question or they should. I should make them feel something, but I but I sh- I want to be in the forefront of putting the writers, you know, in the front and saying, Hey, like they did, this is the X, Y, and Z. This is who wrote this. I like to be forthcoming about it instead of kind of omitting, uh, because I think it's such a collaborative effort. And I think it's cool to have that dialogue. I've always wanted to start my own like video kind of podcast in a sense and say with writers and say, Mm -hmm. there's two stories to this. Why did you Mm -hmm. write it? From the writer's perspective and then the artist why did i cut it and then compare the stories and see if our because at the end of the day that's what listeners are doing right Art. they're connecting the songs because they've gone through something that's probably very similar to the writer so let me ask why don't you i know well I, i'm gonna start it i promise i'm gonna start it's it just comes down to timing <laughs> yeah and you gotta get the writers to be on board too yeah. to and I've cut a few things that are from writers that are uh, bigger and mm-hmm. and that's hard to kind of get to get us in the same room and uh, not maybe because they don't want to, but maybe because they're busy or something's going on. And that's another thing that I try not to do actually is to cut songs by really big people. I think it's also a really cool thing to celebrate um, the, the coming up with rising people all together. I think that would be, I would love for, for one of my songs, whatever song, if, and when I pray that actually just breaks, I hope it's with a completely unknown writer. Well, well, I, I mean, you're right on that edge of breaking. You had hostage, you got do out there now. Um, these songs, 
it just to me it you're like a well-established you're an indie i get that but and that's not a bad thing actually that's a really good no, thing, great thing. Yeah. It's a great thing exactly and we've deb and i have talked to a lot of uh, mostly independent artists and it's it's an awesome thing you just got to have patience you, you, you use your time wisely believe in yourself yeah do the best you can try it you know oh yeah like my number one thing is like just like no one's gonna care about your career as much as you do right so don't expect someone to work harder for it than you're willing to work because then you'll net it will never work uh at the end of the day i have a team that believes in me wholeheartedly and they love me and i love them and i trust them mm -hmm. but i need to care more about it than they care about it <laughs> when you talk about a team who are you talking about uh so i'm so fortunate that over the course of about five to six years, I've slowly built, I like to call it a mini label in a sense. I kind of have everything but the label. And I like to also be open about that too, because I don't like when an independent pretends like they don't have, like, it takes a village um, to, to be seen, to, for me to be even sitting here with you, talking with you on this platform, I, it takes a village to get anywhere to be heard, to be your music, to be played, anything. And I want also that to be so known to people who want to know more behind the scenes that just because someone says they're independent, by no means does it mean it's just them. I have like seven or eight people and they all have different roles. Yeah, that's and Yep. It's not, it's, it's not just me. I, I, I talk and answer to multiple people about things and I, you know, whether that's a publicist, a manager, um, I have videographers, I have my band, I have, uh, I have, uh, radio people that helped me get to where I, when I was able to meet you and come on radio <laughs> tour, I, I could have done that. Just me. I couldn't have I probably, I probably couldn't have sat down and cold called all of these radio stations. I, I think I, you need someone who organizes that for you. I had a tour manager. I had, you know, you have, there's so many moving parts even in, 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 in an independent world that most people just never assume. And it, it's, it's a business. It's, it's a lot. You know, and, and Deb is a, a excellent businesswoman. She runs a bunch of businesses, as we mentioned before, even in Nashville and you know, we know, and this is where she kind of can see she's thinking and listening to everything you're saying because it's a business. What you're doing, you're not only an artist, you have a, a company within yourself. You have a business. And there's a lot of different parts to that business. And that part is, I think, the hard part why a lot of maybe writers choose to be a writer and not an artist is because. Uh-oh. Deb, well, uh -oh. we lost her. So. Uh, <laughs> It's a, she'll be, she'll be right back. She'll be back. But what an interesting conversation, though. And we're talking mm -hmm. about, uh, you know, last night we had AJ Sanders on and we talked about mm -hmm. uh, how he's doing a lot of things himself. Now here we've got, uh, you know, Tiffany on saying how she has a team that works with her and making it work. And, uh, you know, not writing her songs as opposed to AJ. He writes a lot of his songs. So there's a lot of different angles in this business. And a lot of here she comes. She's back. Yeah, you're back. What somebody did somebody unplugged a Christmas tree? Hang on, hang on. There you go. Let me just uh, move people around here again. And uh, please stand by. Please stand by. I'm gonna get my ugly. There he goes. 
go like this and bam right back at you amazing what they can't shoot through the wire huh just like in christmas vacation yeah oh my gosh i'm so sorry i don't know how no, that no, no. can you hear us okay tiffany i can hear you <laughs> okay awesome awesome yeah the, the cat probably hit the button on the router those dang cats, you know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Cinderella, I tell you. She's <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it's Deb and I, we're, as we, you went off, but we were just talking about the fact that last night we had another independent artist on and he writes a lot of his own stuff and he, he does his own social media. He does everything himself. That's one angle you can take, but it's a lot of work. Right. And then there's the angle that you're, you are talking about uh, where you've got a team behind you. It's just a different way of tackling this and getting yourself and out there. Everyone has a different path. That's the one thing is there's no, like, nobody, if anyone tries to tell an artist, they come to town and they give them like a, like a list and like, here's, here's the pathway to success. Here's what's good. They're lying to you because everyone has a different story, a different path. Um, and like when you were saying before, I accidentally left you is that like, I'm considered a brand. There's like a, uh, a, a business. And yeah. I think that's why a lot of people choose not to be an artist because it kind of takes the human element out of it sometimes. And you always have to maintain some kind of like, you got to say the right thing, do the right thing. Um, and that's just not realistic. But at the end of the day, you are technically considered somewhat of a business. And that's hard because I have bad days. I say things that might not be pretty all the time. I'm mm -hmm. human, like, you know, and that's, you know, I get angry. You know, I say, I, you know, and it's very hard when someone might say something nasty online and, and your natural reaction is to say something back. Me too. It is. And, and it doesn't always have to be mean back, but like you want to defend yourself because maybe some, some of it's a lie and you want to say something back. Like, and, you know, sometimes it's hard because a lot of it, you shouldn't, you shouldn't say something back. And, but that's, that's the part that kind of sucks because yeah, it, even though we're a brand or a business, you know, I think we should still be able to speak for ourselves. And I think it's getting better as time goes on. I think we're opening up to that more of an idea, but unfortunately we're living in this world of like this cancel culture where mm -hmm. something can happen and all of a sudden you're gone, you're done, no one's listening to you anymore. And it's some in most most of the time it's unjustified. Mm -hmm. And you you've taken the human element out of just why, you know the point is if we're being an artist is you want to communicate with people. You want to relate to people. But you gotta do it the right way. You can you can't relate to people just by being a business. Right. You have to do it the right way. You got to be careful what you say because of who you are. And it's the same thing with me being in radio and Deb running the business that she runs. You, you got to be careful. You really don't want to piss people off. But no. then you get certain people out there that just they can't wait to jump down your throat. They can't wait to, you know, but here's the other thing. They're not telling you in person. And I don't think they would ever tell you in person. They find it no. go on social media and back you. You know, I'm just saying, and I don't even want to go down that road. I don't want to go down and, and that road and start talking about that, but it happens way too often. And there's a lot of good people that get taken down because people just don't know when to stop. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm looking right at me going, Skip, I've told you to stay on Facebook. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just, you know, social media is a curse and a blessing all in the same 
sentence because, you know, like we said last night, AJ uses social media to the health to his, for his business. And that's a very positive thing. Yet on the flip side, like you're saying, people take social media, in my opinion, it's a very weak way of saying something to someone because like, I agree with Skip, it'd be very difficult to say something negative to someone's face so easily or even calling them on the phone. And you know, I've taught my kids growing up, um, if you ever break up with a person over text, you're gonna get it from me because you will never ever do that. You will do things in person. Tiffany. You will call oh, people, yeah. you will talk to people because it's a, it's a wimpy way. And then you know the generation that has grown up with social media, they don't know how to communicate. You're like, dear, I do want. Yep, yeah, no, forget. It. I don't want to see oh, you more. You know, they, they know. I will tell you, they know wholeheartedly. You don't ever, ever, you know. Oh heck yeah! I someone have with respect. You, you've never done that <laughs> seriously. I and, have, you know, I have, I have, I have broken up with over the phone. You and want, I was wow. like, and yeah, we were together for five years, and I was like, the phone. Seriously, you couldn't come see me in person and talk to me. <laughs> and you don't have guts. And you're not a man. If you can't do that, you know, have a face to face talk. Then you know what? It wasn't worth it in the first place. Be like, I think. See ya. Wasn't that? I think that was one of the stories I read online behind one of your songs. Is that correct yep. information? Yeah. Okay. So, mm -hmm. which which song was? Uh, I love that. has no heart. Love has no heart. I'm looking right at it. And actually, and that one has like almost 114,000 hits on that song. That's awesome. Yeah, that's must actually be related to a lot of people <laughs> in a bad way it at that point. The most, um, it had the most uh, reaction with people on Spotify, mm -hmm. at least. Uh, I've had, it's, it's weird. It's uh, per platform, a different mm -hmm. song has worked better for different platforms, which I find interesting. Interesting. Yeah, and that that that's always intriguing to me is to know like why things mm -hmm. resonate with people more somewhere else versus elsewhere, and uh, that was that was really uh, it's been interesting. Like Spark was a song that was on my EP, and that resonated really really well on YouTube. Like it, it has like I think over like three hundred thousand or something like yeah, the numbers dropped there. On it. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know, and I don't know why, but it did. <laughs> It works. You know what? Well, again, you're relating to a lot of people that have been through the same situation. So, mm -hmm. and I want, I always take that job really seriously when I pick music is that because, you know, we're all listeners and even if we are artists, we're still listeners, we're still fans of music. Mm -hmm. I, I take that job of listening very, very seriously. And what I think is going to resonate with people. Obviously it has to resonate with me too, but I make sure that it doesn't just resonate with me and it will resonate with at least a, a large group of people because it, at the end of the day, that is my job. If I wanna do this on a public platform, my job is to is for the is for the, the masses. It's, and if it wasn't, then I it should just be my hobby. Mm -hmm. And I have a, a duty to relate and to deliver things to many, not just a little. And I, I've always said that even when on when I went around a radio show and people would ask me about certain stuff, and I said that my job is for people, is to relate to to a lot of people, and that's why I want to do this on such a public scale. And if I didn't want to do it 
in the way I want to do it and I just had a love for music, then I wouldn't, I would maybe be a lawyer and I would sing on the weekends in a bar or something, mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Why country? <laughs> Why country, Tiffany? I get asked this a lot. It's coming from California and just like things like pop, you know, and uh, I love storytelling. I, and country music is a genre of storytelling. Mm -hmm. And I have found nothing against other genres of groups people that love music, I'm a fan of all music. I've just found that country music listeners actually take time to listen. Uh, they want to get to not just know the music, they want to get to know you. And it's just important of who the person is and their heart as long as well as the music being good. And I think it I think being in having this platform, I think not only should you have good music, but you should be a good person. And I think those should go hand in hand. And I think with country music it does. And I think country music is also such a uh, it's a very human genre. It's very uh, face to face, and that's why this pandemic has been so hard because I think mm -hmm. country music is really big about the live performing and getting to mm -hmm. actually meet the listeners and the fans and not being able to do that has crippled I think country more than any genre because that is what we do we're right. we're very we're very like face to face hugging you you know getting to know you very personal almost like you know them already and we're missing that element right now. And that's why I love country music. And I, I've always wanted to just get on a stage and hold a microphone and just do that. I didn't want to do dancing. I didn't want to do maybe if you off it changes care seems to do that pretty well. I, I wouldn't mind doing that, but I, I, I wanted to just get up there and just do that. I want to tell, I just want to tell experiences and make people feel things. And do you being a female artist, what are your struggles? Another question I got a lot on radio tour, and I have a few things on this. I um, I am never going to deny the fact that there are struggles for women in country music when it comes to, say, being played or, or things. I know those things exist. Mm -hmm. I just never like to focus on them too long because at the end of the day, if I'm focusing all my time on that missed opportunity to talk about my music and why people should listen to it, and I never want to put myself into a box of a victim because uh, because I'm a I'm a girl. Like mm -hmm. I'm just because I'm I'm, I'm no victim because I'm a girl. Like I'm just as I'm just as worthy and confident as everybody else. And I like to make it really known that just because men in this 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 is hard regardless if you're a man or a woman. I don't think men are handed things just because they're a man. I think they work very hard and i never wanted to enter that conversation and discredit how hard any art works and so when i'm asked that i just kind of i try and swiftly move past it because at the end of the day totally i get it when things you know it exists because you keep talking about it you know what i mean i think at the end of the day work hard put out good music and it's all about timing i i would agree with you i would agree with you that's excellent and in, you know, and nothing against, you know, girls that have experienced those struggles because I know it's real. Mm -hmm. I have just been very, 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 very blessed and grateful. And I know that, that I have been welcomed into country radio with open arms. Um, and I know a lot of women have it. 
So, and I, and I'm very lucky. So I can't speak from the perspective of knowing how that feels. So it's not fair for me to say that you're wrong, you're, you're lying or whatever, but that's just, it's not my experience to tell because I haven't experienced it. Mm-hmm. I've been very grateful that country radio has embraced me and played me and, you know, and I've, I've been able to hit a few milestones with that and that's been wonderful. So I'm very grateful to country radio because they still have, they have a huge role to play in why I'm have a little bit of success or exciting things to say. All right. I'll play the record more. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But uh, you know, you're right. I think nowadays being a female in the country music scene, uh, it's cool. It's the thing. Men and women. They're oh, both- it's totally the time right now. I mean, right. they're both are really into hearing it. Yeah. And I have like a theory behind some of it too. Uh, you know, it's probably, it's not proven whatsoever, but I've always thought, and I do this when I listen to music too. So I love to give backgrounds when I'm on platforms like this. I love to give backgrounds into why I pick the music I pick. Okay. Um, I think that there's a reason why artists like, Marin Morris are so successful is because if you listen to their music and I've done this with, with men, I, I asked my boyfriend, I asked people, I'm like, Hey, if this song comes on the radio, would you turn it or would you listen to it? And he goes, I would listen to it. And it's because a lot of the music that she sings is very unisex. It's very, um, uh, the topics and what she sings is very relatable on both ends. On both sides. Yes. Versus, Sometimes the girls are very attracted to songs that are very like girl driven, right? Whether it's about girl, girl power, or it's about like, um, I don't know. I, I don't even have an example, but you know, where things where a man, if they were to listen to it, they'd be like, I can't even relate to this, you know? And it's not because the song isn't good. It's just because a lot of people, we listen to music because we like to relate to it. Mm-hmm. And there is a reason why Marin has been able to just surpass so much and do so much is because her music is so relatable to both men and women. So when I go into the room and I'm listening to music, I try and put kind of the the unisex hat on. And I think, would a man want to listen to this too? And I think it's actually very important uh, to discuss and it's not discussed very often. And that's why I like to talk about it is because I think there is something behind that because you, you can even, you can actually tell just when you go to a country concert, you know, a, a men concerts like Luke Bryan or Jason Aldean, it's a very, it's a very solid and, and, and then when they may go to, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to think maybe Kelsey Ballerini, it's obviously more female. Right. And it's because how they relate to the music. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's something behind that. I, I, it's not proven, but it just seems logical to me that, <laughs> that that's why maybe women aren't necessarily as gravitated towards by um, the masses is because a lot of the music that we put out might not be relatable to 50% of the population. You know, you're absolutely correct because being a programmer and being in radio, I see a lot of the research on a lot of the music. They send it out. They want to know what males think, females think, different demographics, age groups. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, in um, Maddie and Tay, guy, a broke, guy from a broken heart. I mm-hmm. mean, it's a huge, huge female song. You know, I can see the numbers. The guys don't want it. The guys hate it. The, the ladies yeah. love it. But then again, it yeah. got played and it went on to be a big hit because, you know. It's incredible. 
It is. It is. It is. It's just, I mean, but we see those numbers. I guess I should, I got to be careful what I say. I don't mean anything bad by any of that, but. No, there's never anything bad to it. There is a, there's a, there's a we'd be lying if they'd say there wasn't a strategy to it. I mean, when I listen to songs too, I get, I get the, of course, a good song is a good song, but I get told, you know, like, try and keep it at three minutes. I think a little bit over, you know, 315 or something because radio doesn't like it if it goes too long. I think a lot of, you know, people don't, Again, the rate like people who aren't in music don't hear these things because so they don't understand why certain and then obviously you'll get the get the the random songs like say like amazing song Burning House by Cam. And mm -hmm. like they're like that should have technically never been a hit. Why did it slip through the cracks? And it's like, well, because it's a good song. Because at the end of the day, it's undeniable if a good song is a good song. And but there are so many things that we listen to, and sometimes that is too much of a strict box to stick into to say like because then you start to lose the magic behind music. And if you start to get too technical, like, mm -hmm. okay, did you get to the chorus by 32 seconds? And if you didn't, you know, don't cut it, you know? And, mm -hmm. I, and I, I'm not gonna lie, I've fallen victim to, to that because I know there is some truth to it, but it's not end all be all. Right. At the end of the day, a good song is a good song, but we take into consideration all these things and sometimes that's what stifles the artist and makes them it the magic goes away you know oh, yeah absolutely I, I agree wholeheartedly with everything you're saying here tonight uh <laughs> it's very informative uh but you get the single out now called do ya and yes. uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about that what inspired you to record that so i was cut off my last single um and love by you and that was actually the first single song, actually, that I've put out that is just downright happy. A happy love song. Everything else I've ever put out has either been angry, sad, <laughs> mad, or confused. And I am very wholeheartedly want to make sure that whatever I put out and people are hearing it's how I'm feeling at that moment. Like, I think it's really cool to not say this is maybe from my past, but I'm kind of heading into the transition of saying like, I think it's cool when you put out something you're like, that way the listeners and my fans always know where I'm at in life mm -hmm. at that moment. And I think that that's a really cool way to communicate with people without actually communicating with them. Yeah. And Love By You is my first really happy single because I'm really happy and I'm really in love and I, uh, I wanted everyone to know that. <laughs> so, and what a way you it. yeah, my second happy love song because I'm still happy, <laughs> and I also loved the message behind the song. I liked the fact that it is encourages people to still go for it because no matter what, I have had my heart broken numerous times. I've been, um, I'm, but I'm a full believer in love. And I write, and I know that's written in my bios and stuff. And I'm a real, I'm, I like to actually um, release songs that are around just the topic of love in general and relationships, mm -hmm. whether that's the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I hate to see somebody, and I've had many friends, you know, that they go through something really bad and they just go, I don't want to ever do that again. So I'm just not ever going to open myself up to it. It's just never going to happen. I'm just not going to ever be in love. I'm not going to ever. And I said, you're making a huge mistake. You know, you like no matter if it ends bad and you don't know the because no one knows the ending. Right. There, mm -hmm. You're never. But that is that shouldn't stop you from trying and going for it. So do you symbolizes the fact of just making sure that everyone just goes for it, you know?
I, and, I, and I and I wholeheartedly think we should. Everyone should do that all the time, regardless if it ends badly. You know, and then it's a chapter, and you've learned from it. Yeah. Let me ask: play it for your boyfriend, and say, "Okay, honey, what do you think?" You know, uh, I do play almost everything for him before, and uh, I even play him the demos too. I, I think. You know, not just me. After I've been, I've been uncut. I cut it. I, I play him the demo, and I played him the demo actually of "Love by You" because when I heard that song, I I cried within the first I think thirty seconds, and I knew right then and there I was like, "Hey, like you haven't pitched this to anybody, right? Because this is me. This is this is this is my life right now. Like I have to cut this." And I was going through something really bad in music actually at the time. And because this is always a roller coaster, ebb and flows. Mm -hmm. And I, uh, this song just changed my whole mood and motivated me again to be excited about music again. Love by you did. And so I played that for him. And, and he even was like, wow, like that's us. And I was like, yeah. And then when I heard <laughs> Do Ya, it was just kind of like, it just felt like the, the most proper transition into just like letting everybody, letting the world know how happy I am and how wonderful it is to feel loved by somebody the right way. And then the next leading into now you do it too, because it's worth it. Love it. Absolutely love it. And, uh, you know, we're going to let you go here in just a little bit, but I know Kelsey's been on here and she goes, did I mention, I love your nails, Tiffany. Do you know who Kelsey <laughs> by chance or no, put your nails up uh, you know, so she can see them. I think she follows me on Instagram. I'm almost positive. Oh yeah. And yeah. Oh. I have, um, I'm about to cut all these off though because uh, they're real, and I and the Ooh. reason why I've grown so long is because I used to be a serious nail biter, and I wanted to prove to myself that I could cut that habit, and so I did it. And then I became very protective of the nails, but I realized I'm getting really into uh, more piano and guitar, and you just can't yeah, do that. With that, that stuff. That stuff. Also, I think, uh, just real quick, uh, a gentleman by the name of Gordy is on here, and Gordy follows me in radio. And uh, Gordy is in the hospital, and um, he's got some serious issues going on. But he said that, uh, you know, he just uh, chimed in, uh, says, uh, I'm watching from my room. So, well, I hope you get better, Gordy. That I, yeah. my prayers are with you, and it's a hard time, and don't feel alone. And, uh, He's going to make it. He's going to make it. He's going to get out of there. And he's going to come over and say, why did you do that? Uh, but <laughs> it's all good. I know Deb might have a few quick questions before we let you go tonight. Deb, you got a few, right? Yeah. Oh, we do. We have a couple. Of, we usually ask some questions at the end of each podcast. So new year, some new questions. So you're our um, guinea pig, I guess, for the new run. Heard these, so I don't know. Oh. <laughs> uh, so they're just kind of fun questions um, and you can answer how you wish. So in your opinion, who is the best actress of all time? Actress of all time. It's so funny. I'm asked ask actor more. I know my actor. Um, you know, I've always loved, and now she's younger, but I've always loved Rachel McAdams. I've always loved her. Oh, love her. But Meryl Streep is incredible. Mm -hmm. I mean. Oh, she's my other favorite. You can't deny um, that. I was just watching Love Meryl Streep. She was, well, she's in a hundred things, but the other thing I just, the other night I was just watching It's Complicated, where she's with Alec Baldwin. That's like one oh of my, my God, that's favorite. one of my favorite. That's one of my favorite movies. <laughs> so, and of course with Rachel, I probably watched The Notebook about 22 times. 
So yeah, and she's just so likable. <laughs> oh yeah, I just love her. She is. Um, let's see. What's another good one? What's the worst thing my neighbors could catch me doing? <laughs> Ooh, that's good. Well, worst. Mm. Like there's something sneaky you might do outside. You know, I don't. They probably you probably don't have any bad habits. No, no, you, you. Well, no, I, of course I do. I, <laughs> um, but they, you know what? They probably see me. They probably think I'm crazy because I, because I vacuum probably like ten times a day. So they probably oh, think that's, that that's weird. Because uh, I have a <laughs> vacuum and I'm obsessed with it. It's like therapeutic for me. Uh, what kind um, of vacuum is that? I'm sorry. What kind of vacuum? A Dyson. Dyson. Uh, we got a shark. So it's just. Uh, oh, we ooh, dogs, we, so. we're on. A, we're in a battle right now. Man. Yeah, it's exactly. The shark versus Dyson. That's why I asked because there is that competition going on. It's one or the other. Yeah. It is. It's well. It's our shark died, so I'm going to try the Dyson oh, because my husband vacuums ten times a day too. You get know, it at Costco. You. you get a deal at Costco. Oh, I love Costco. <laughs> mm. I would definitely. Another and thing it's funny. My neighbors will probably see me sing a lot in my living room too, because I when my oh that's gone, cool. I blast and I I, I sing because that's when my they probably you know, love it. Yeah, they obviously well, during, know what you do then. I think they probably do, and I, because like at the end of the day, like during all this, we don't have. I like to make sure that I sing every day because uh, I think it's very important to keep that up because you you do lose it, you lose it after a while. I mean, you, you I mean it's easier to get it back. But like you're definitely not as good, and your muscles aren't as strong, and it, it's a thing. What, what time of the day do you think it's better? Seriously, is it early in the morning, or do you, you know? Um, for me, what helps the most is actually running uh, outside or on a treadmill to loosen up, um, do some kind of form of cardio. Okay. And then sing, and then uh, I mean, obviously, you should probably do your vocal warm ups as as well, which I'm very guilty of not doing, and that's mm -hmm. caused issues for me in the past and um but but running on a treadmill actually helps me quite a bit so if i at least do that then it really doesn't matter the time of day gotcha gotcha all right deb so vocal warm-up is just as important as physical warm-up when we're exercising huh absolutely i think so i think it goes hand in hand it works mm, i can understand um okay what would be the coolest thing to have in a mansion Ooh, I couldn't uh, think for myself what I would want in a mansion, to be honest with you. You know, probably a bowling alley. Oh, I know Jason Aldean just put one in his new home. <laughs> I'm not I'm not good, but I love doing it. I know I'm not a good bowler either, but it is I'm fun. Not. It is fun to do. Um, we'll go with two more. So um, now, aside from being a lawyer, because that was something you were going to pursue at one point, but what job would you most likely want to try for a week? An if event planner. Have a choice. Really? I love throwing parties, hosting, decorating. I'm very actually I'm very creative and artistic in the sense too of with drawing and art and decorating and that kinds of things. I I mm. love interior design. So any type of maybe. Um, decorating of some kind whether it's for events uh or home I, I i love doing that and i love hosting parties so decorating for the party and doing it all and setting it all up is like my favorite thing oh. so right now with nothing happening right 
because I know you do. I mean, you can't have the get-togethers, can't, can't do. I things. know. Yeah, it's awful. Wow, that. <laughs> Not only that, your house must be gorgeous. So next time we're in town, we'll need a tour. Uh, yeah, you have to come <laughs> over, and we can we can yeah. have a bottle of wine or something. Absolutely, and then I'm going to hire you when I get my big house in Nashville. Oh my gosh. <laughs> decorate it well, because I stay at it. As long as I, and I like to do it all. On, like I like to do it very budget friendly too. Like I, like many people, I love home goods. I could be in there mm -hmm. all the time. It's like a treasure hunt. It is, and then I mean, honestly, you could really decorate really nicely on a nice budget, and it just kills me how. Some people don't, but it does. It does hurt actually, me that I do like restoration hardware, as in the look of it. But like, I couldn't even like buy a napkin in there, so it doesn't mm -hmm. matter. But I love looking at it. But I can't. I can't even buy it, a napkin. It's personally challenging to me to see what I could get the most for my money, sort of thing. I don't know. I, I just have this little personal challenge. So if I could get something really, really awesome and nice at Home Goods versus somewhere else. Right. Like, oh, that's awesome. I don't know. It's just mm -hmm. my own personal challenge. <laughs> uh, one more. Okay. You what? No, I said one more. Okay. Uh, one more. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So as long as there are men, there will be blank. <laughs> oh, that's not the one I was going to ask, but we'll go ahead. We'll ask that one. Then I'm going to ask one more. <laughs> as long as there are men, there will be blank. Um, women. But also, you'll get everything hung in your house perfectly. You'll get. You know? I'm sorry, you cut out. Well, Every, everything, everything hung in your house. You know, your, oh, your, 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 all things will get done on that end. You know, that's because yes. I, I, not not me, I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah, my honey do list is usually about this long because. I'm not but you know it. what? As long as, there will, as long as there's men, there will be women. No, we need that both. is true. We need that both. is true. So, so if you were the opposite sex for a day, is there something in particular you would want to do? You're like, I would blank. So would you want to work somewhere? Would you want to hang pictures? Would you hmm. have any specialty thing that you would want to do if you were like my, my older daughter, if she was a guy, she'd be an athlete 1000% and play oh. like in every pro sport she could. Totally. Okay. I'm trying to think of something that like, say like my boyfriend or like my dad does that like I don't mm -hmm. or can't consider myself doing, uh, mm -hmm. uh, that I would want to do. And geez, I don't know. That's a tough one. That's a I tough feel one. like, I do feel like most of the things like I could still like everything they do. I feel like I can do. You could do. Cause I'm yeah. better. For you. At, I'm better with a drill and a hammer and everything than my boyfriend. He's actually kind of, I, I ask him to do the things because I feel like it's a nice thing, but like I usually end up going back and doing it again because I don't like the way doing it did. again. So I, yeah. <laughs> that is funny. Good for you. But, yeah, hey, I'm like all I about like being independent. I like the athlete thing though, because even the women can be athletes for sure. But like, there are some things that I feel like they're technically they could. They're, I mean, they're usually stronger. So maybe I go yeah. see how much I can lift in the gym. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, seriously. Like my daughter would probably play football if she could. Yeah. I mean, oh, you know, she just I mean, loves sports. Well, you know, it's not uncommon now. The men and women are both doing everything, so it doesn't. They are. You know, Vanderbilt. Yeah, girl. Peter. I'm just gonna bring that up. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Mm-hmm. They called her up to play in that uh, the game a few weeks ago. I remember seeing that on the news, and I said, yeah, go, girl. Good for her. Yeah, I was. Awesome. I'm. I'm waiting for a guy though to step in and like make a mistake and say like something that only girls do and be like, "Well, I want to do that now." <laughs> like, I'm, 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 I'm oh man, this has been great. Um, great conversation. A lot of inside info. What goes on behind the scenes? The good, the bad, the indifferent. Uh, Tiffany Wise with us here tonight. She's got a single that's out right now. Man, I, she she just keeps putting them out. And uh, they're awesome. It's called Do Ya. If somebody wanted to get a little taste of the music, uh, they can go to your website or where can they go and get that, Tiffany? Oh, I mean, anywhere music is Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes. Um, you can head over to my Instagram. I have clips there. You can head over to Facebook. There's clips there. Everything's under my full name, Tiffany Woys. That's also my website, which is tiffanywoys.com. Very cool. All right, Tiffany, it's been awesome chatting with you. And uh, again, we love your Christmas tree. Um, even though it is, what's the date today? It is the 13th of January, but they're saying that people are leaving their decorations up longer this year all because, because. Yeah, I might just not ever take it down. I think it's really cute. No, no it's absolutely beautiful. They, does the cat- <laughs> just change the decorations for the holiday. Does Cinderella get in there at all? Does the cat get up in you the know, tree? You know, I'm very lucky that both of my cats do not even mess with the tree at all. Awesome. Not at both all. You are lucky. These cats like yeah. to play with the decorations and stuff. Yeah, they're good. Excellent. Tiffany Wise, you've been awesome. Thank you so much for joining Deb and I here tonight on Skip Happens along with the Country Music, uh, the official Country Music Fan Club. Uh, of course, Skip Happens on YouTube. Subscribe to it. You'll see a lot of videos like this. We bring the artists. Uh, we we get them to come on with us so you can see what they're doing and uh, find out a little more about them. And hopefully you'll go buy their music, get their merchandise, go to their website, uh, tell your friends about it. And Deb's got the Country Music Fan Club going. Deb, go ahead. Give your spiel. Hey, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram at the Country Music Fan Club. And uh, we'll keep you posted on Tiffany and all the other independent artists out there and keep keep you posted on what's happening. All right. Awesome. Tiffany, you well, are Well, thank awesome. you, Dan. And what thank that? you, Skip. And I want you to say hi to your son for me. As oh, well. Zach. Yes, yes. He, he was bouncing around here. I told him you were coming on. Then he gets all shy. He does. Well, I tell him that I said hi and I hope I you're doing well. Oh, that is so sweet. He's doing great. He's 20 now and uh, such a young man. We do a podcast called Zach Attack with Dad. And uh, you can, if you go on my YouTube page, you'll see some of the okay. Zach Attacks with Dad. And it's pretty, That's awesome. he's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. He is, he's our, he's our blessing. He's our gift. And uh, it's just so good. So awesome. Yeah. Uh, Tiffany, uh, after we sign off, uh, just hang on for a second. But thank you so much for joining us here tonight on behalf of Skip Happens. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thanks for joining.